I'm Maciej. And I'm Martin. And you are watching Scene World Podcast. Hey, it's the Scene World Podcast. My name is AJ, and that is Jurg. And my voice is not working properly today. And I'm, I'm also not home, as you can tell. But. Mm. But if anybody wants some 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 used DDR three memory, I've I'm your guy. Oh, actually, I'm still using DDR three in so my I. in my PC. So am I. That is that is ten years old. Yeah, so and I. I get thirty two gigabytes of it, the mm-hmm. maximum. Me too. It can handle. Yeah. Yep. Anyway, before we go to Robert Tuck. The uh, community manager of GameTree and also the first person who who completed Super Mario Bros. on the Super Nintendo Ooh. at Super Mario All-Stars. Wait, he and... was the first person to complete it? Yes. To beat the game? Yes. Okay. And, I didn't and know that. He, is, he is founder of Screwball, the gaming collective. Okay. So... And he has a few other records that we mentioned um, in the interview. So he's a big guy. And But before we go to there, we have some news. Um, well, perhaps let's start with the elephant in the room. Hello, I'm Martin. You are watching Sinward Podcast. We are Unijoy team. Today, the um, Unijoy team from Poland, who we interviewed in our podcast last year, announced a Kickstarter update mm. um, about the Unithor brand new joystick for retro computers Yes, that their main designer, Marson, which we interviewed, actually, well, moved away from the project. Yeah, he stepped down. He, he, he left the board and, and uh, stepped yeah. down and, and took off. So that means it's unclear whether it can continue. And they will decide within the next few weeks yeah. if they can continue or whether they will refund instead. I guess what it all mostly comes down to is whether his designs are his and he took them with him. or cause, Because the, the marketing and electronics guys are still, are still there and still taking, you know, is still part of the team. Um, his design for the system, there were prototypes made. I'm sure that there were probably differences between the prototype and the final product, but maybe they can use those prototype molds that they had and use that to create a finished product yeah. rather than rather than just, you know, dump the whole thing and, and refund people their money. Yeah, so this year's not a good year for retro projects. I mean And we're year... only twenty six days into it. <laughs> right. And um just in the very recent past, there was the Pipecker reader from the Jam GG team, mm-hmm. who we also interviewed last year from France, who also um, finished their project unsuccessful and refunded. But there was it because of um, raised prices of components mm. due to the pandemic. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That leaves Quinell God. 
from France. Well, also, also the 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 uh, Amico also had its fair share of problems. Exactly. This past year. Exactly. But but they they shipped five. Well, five, five handmade units to YouTubers Ooh. for beta testing. So perhaps we'll see something about that. We will we will find it out. Did Frank get one? Um, no, Frank hmm? didn't get. Frank didn't get one. No, no, no. We are none of those five. Hey, yeah, people. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, which we should have been because I don't think any other, any other uh, podcast or media outlet has covered the Amico and Tommy Tallarico more than we have. Yeah, we, so, we did four times. That's yeah, true. Yeah, to the point yeah. of of almost getting fed up with them. <laughs> But but Woo. yeah, I yeah. mean that's that's yeah we've we've devoted some significant time to to helping them out, and so I'm kind of kind of slightly insulted that we wouldn't get a review unit. But well, different people on the on the strings now. Yeah. Anyway, Tommy other, Tallarico. What is that? I said Tommy Tallarico. Ah, oh, be careful about that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, other news. Um, well, there has been some letdowns by Bethesda and other game studios in the mm-hmm. recent weeks. That is why Frederick Schreiber, the CEO of Slipgate and 3D Realms, actually announced on his LinkedIn that they are both hiring in the oh. game industry okay so if you are be one of the let- letdowns and you want a new job in the gaming industry frederick schreiber could be your new ceo boss sweet and as we know from them and um, those guys in denmark also support 100 percent remote so you have to you don't have to be on site to where work I, with them where do i sign up <laughs> Te- tech support's getting to me Tech support. <laughs> uh, interesting. The, 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 yeah. the li- listeners and or viewers at home don't realize that we just had to interrupt our podcast for me to take a lengthy tech support call. Um, that was on your side. I'm yes, I'm already was, I'm already off work. Yeah, that was for, that, for, that was essentially just 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 enter your password properly. Uh. Anyway, um. Next news, uh, Petro Planas, our guest we had a few, mm-hmm. well, years ago from Venezuela, where he spoke about that he would love to do some soundtrack for a video game. And Actually, he, he did do some soundtrack for my review of, um, what was that game? Uh, I did a review of a game. Um, right. Ro- yeah. uh, Rogue Spirit was is that it? Is that could is that be sound right? could be um, could be um, could be. There was a video game and and we did use his music as as background uh, for that for that game. Yeah. I believe it was called Rogue Spirit. Rogue Spirit. That yeah. I played. And that game was from an Indonesian game studio, mm-hmm. and it's called Alexander Ball, a country ball tale. And it's actually on um, on early access on Steam. 
right now. Okay. So, Alexander, a country through. ball tale. Exactly. All right. We'll check we'll it out. We'll link to that. Yeah. Link to him. Yeah, nice. And, well, keeping the gaming spirit alive, the Game Tree Party starts next Friday. So, on the 3rd of February. That means okay. we will publish this podcast episode before that and um, the event is limited to 300 attendees so I will post a link to the um, invitation and good luck to you and where where is this being held USA oh it's not virtual no in person okay and well other news from WeContacte. They added a new feature to the WeContacte music service, podcasts. So okay. now, now you Russians and Americans now can go to the um, WeContacte music service app and listen to podcasts, for example, ours. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, if I go to their site from Germany, it says it's at the moment not available from the German mm. um, app place, which is so App Store. Um, well, so I, I opened a ticket asking when it will be available. I'm still waiting for the answer. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, keeping staying in the hosting. Realm, Realm, um, Apple Podcasts actually announced that they have now a list of supported hosting providers. Okay. So you can actually look it up now, which hosting provider would automatically submit you to Apple Podcasts. Well, which is not feasible for us because we are self-hosted. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway... For those who aren't, there's your thing. Well, and... Okay. Well, that would be all, actually. Cool. Yeah, from nice. my side. Yeah, I don't have anything much over here, aside from the fact that my voice awesome. sounds terrible. So let's get screwed and, uh, and give the ball to <laughs> Warbird Chuck. Yeah. Talk to you then. Bye-bye. <laughs> Today, we have an interview, another interview for the podcast, and this time it's Robert Tuck. Hello, Robert. Nice to meet you. Hi, how are you? Nice to meet you as well. Awesome, awesome. So, today we will be talking about a couple of things that have been done in your life regarding video games, and one of them is actually, you are, well, you you have been the guy I've been in touch with because of talking to the two co-founders of GameTree. Yes. And uh, during that interview, they actually told me that you are actually quite a bit of a big shot on the game industry or game scene because you did other stuff before Game Tree. And, and I thought that was quite interesting. So we should talk about everything that is, that is interesting about you. 
Okay, everything. Well, that should be a very short podcast. Yeah, I mean, I mean, let's start perhaps with, with the usual question. How did you get involved into computers? What was your first touching point? Oh, my goodness. Pong. Pong, so really? I, I remember I was raised in a religion that didn't celebrate Christmas, so my grandmother brought it right after Christmas as a non-Christmas present. <laughs> And, you know, and it was just being, being, you know, that's really, I think, what started my love for gaming. And I think what there was two things about it that really struck me. One was skill, because you could definitely build a skill level. And the second was the, the competitive part. And I, I found at a very early age that I happened to be very competitive. Awesome. Awesome. And what, what happened from there? From your non-Christmas present. Yeah. <laughs> From my non-Christmas gift. Wow, that, it gets very convoluted at that point. So actually here on my wall, which I guess is an advantage of having a phone, I can flip this around and show you. My love for the game continued. In fact, let me just do that. There's a thing here on my wall. Let me flip this around if I can. Does it show me? No, maybe I just do it like this. Okay. So can you see that? Yes. Yeah, Nintendo so I, Power. In Nintendo Power, and Volume 21, in February of 91, there's me with hair and a mustache. Wow. Yes, and we, the love continued. I found Mario when he was still in, you couldn't play him at home. You know, you had to go to a machine like that one there behind you which amazing background, by the way. I'll give you a tour of my office here at the end. Obviously, with my relationship with Mario Brothers, which we're about to get into, it's Mario all the way around. So I found Mario while he was still out was pumping quarters in. It's amazing what you do for quarters back then, man. I'd go wash your car, get $2 worth of quarters so I could go play, you know? <laughs> so, And then they released him on video game form for your home use, and I ended up being... The first person in the United States to be Super Mario Brothers on Super Nintendo. Which is uh, interesting, Super Mario Brothers on Super Nintendo. I was thinking about that. That must have been in the Super Mario All-Stars cartridge, right? Yes. Because I was thinking about it. Did they ever release the game? And then I was like, yes, they made a comp complete, they made this uh, Super Mario All-Stars. That is where you had it. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And, and, you know, what's funny about that is, so I'm I'm a 55-year-old gamer. You mean you don't see that very much, you know? And back when I beat him or it, you know, whatever you want to call it, when I beat the game, I, I made the newspaper for a hot second. You know what I mean? Like a, a local newspaper picked it up and they were like, oh, yay, you know, and it was no big deal. And very quickly went into, because gaming wasn't even, there was nothing. Gaming was, you know, a bunch of kids. Nobody gave any credence to it. Nobody thought about it as any serious industry. And we're in the billions of dollars a year now. Nobody thought twice about it. Mm. Nobody I mean, I mean, I'm a kid of the 90s. And even, even for me, most people thought it was a waste of time. You know, so if, if as it was for you even earlier in the early 80s, that must have been even more extreme, this negative... Really Waste of time. Go outside. Go outside. <laughs> you know. But here's what's interesting about it that you don't realize. Now here I am, 55. Gosh, it hurts me to say that every time. Here I am, 55 years of age. And when I look back now, 
at what gaming brought to me early on, let me tell you, here's the thing that it brought to my life. It taught me skill-based levels, eye-hand coordination, how to work with a team, communication, and organization. And if you take those five things and implement them into any work environment out there today, you fit well. And I wouldn't have picked up those skill levels without the thing that drove me, which was gaming. I was doing something I loved, it, it, so it wasn't it didn't feel like work or education, and I picked up those skill-based levels, and I think it's helped me throughout my entire life. How did that, you said you said a team play or, or working in a team? I mean, Super Mario, Super Mario Brothers was a single game most of the time. I mean, you could play with two 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 people, but dribble. No, you could also play hot seat. And back in the day, my house was the only one that had the game. And so ah. the neighborhood came there, you know what I mean? And we put that half a team over there and that half a team over ah. there, hot seat. And the team that holds it the longest wins at the end. And so, you know, figuring out much like baseball, who we would rotate in next and who needs to sit this round out and all of that, it was, uh, it became a very valuable skill set. Awesome. Awesome. So, so how was it for you to, to beat the game? I mean, did you prepare for it? Have you had the plan of now I will beat the game? No, we, we, it was, you know, my, myself and, and my brother-in-law, young brother-in-law, the picture with me there, we were, we were there together playing it and we had the mind to record it because we could run it to a VCR and we were doing it not for prosperity sake, but because we were getting stuck on levels and then you could go back, you know what I mean? Because in the minute you do, you have to make a move, you know, but if you recorded it on a, on a VCR tape and I don't even have one around to show you what the, these guys that are watching, they have no clue what that is. But if you recorded it on a VCR, then you could go back and you could pause it and watch it. And so we had to, we had it recording and all of a sudden we, we got a black market version. It didn't have, it didn't have English. There was no, we didn't know what to do, but go forward. You know, it, we couldn't read the things that it told us to do. And so we had no idea that the end was coming until suddenly it was there. So oh. it came oh. upon us very quickly and very much. I remember a whole lot of this and a whole lot of jumping and, <laughs> and all of that. And so, yeah, it was, it was, it was quite the experience, truly. Wow. And then and then you wrote to, to Nintendo Power and they published it. It was easy like that. Yeah. Well, again, not a massive market back then. You know, so we sent them recording of the of, of the we sent them a recording of the tape and we just asked, you know, has anybody else reported it? And so they reported that no, nobody else had sent anything in that said they had beaten it and we they considered me the first at the time. And of course awesome. I showed that to my family who immediately called the news and the news didn't care, but the newspaper picked it up. Interesting, interesting. So yeah. Now from that point going forward though, there's a big gap of time as life happens. You know, because I'm going into now I'm going into my 20s, I'm I'm raising a family, I'm figuring out my career, I'm doing all of that. And then I remember I remember I was living in Branson, Missouri. And my lifelong friend, John Johnson, who was recently passed, TXJCJ, he called me. I was sitting outside a sushi place, and he called me. He said, man, I found this game. 
you've got to take a look at it. And I had already been gaming a lot on Xbox. At that point, I had reached out and reached up to a number one in the world in Tiger Woods Golf. And so I spent a lot of time on that. And I'll show you that I have the tattoos of that. And I'll show those here. here and maybe I can send you some pictures of them. Sure. And John was constantly, TXJCJ, he was constantly trying to pull me to something else because he didn't like golf at all. It was too slow for him. So he calls me, he says, man, I, I found this game and I think that you're going to like it. You can, you unlock guns and you build them up and you build your character up and you get these. And it was Call of Duty. Mm, of course. Famous Call of Duty. Okay. <laughs> and, and so I made, I, I made the switch and fell in love. And then the next game that they released behind the one that we were playing. And I just remember it was the first time I had actually been able to direct a team through my headset. You know what I mean? Where you have constant input of information. And I fell in love with that. The next game behind that that they bought, that they released that I bought was Call of Duty Ghost. And, and I became second in the world in Call of Duty Ghost. Wow. And then when I got to number two in the world in Call of Duty Ghost. I looked at the guy that was above me who had almost double what I had, and I was like, number two is good. Because <laughs> I had spent a lot of time at that point at it, you know, and I'm like, I'll take a number two. So very good. And so that's kind of my thumbprint, you know. If we go to more recently, my the feather in my cap, the thing that I'm really the most proud of is being able to be on the team, being the community manager and working with GameTree as I believe that that's truly the future. We've talked about some past stuff, but I believe really the, the future of gaming is going to be centered around GameTree because it has everything gaming. And so I, I'm just proud at 55, to, if I can just be blunt, I'm, I'm just proud to still be relevant in an industry that should have left me behind 30 years ago. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, when 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 I was talking with Dana and and John, they actually told me you you did something like a portal about games before, and that is how how they picked you up. Yes, I was I was actually in a different gaming community, and that gaming community was collapsing because of the app itself. The app was, it had never really made it. I had went in and it, it streamlined what I needed for screwball gaming, which is, you know, between number two in the world and game and game tree, somewhere in there is screwball gaming where I'm the community owner for that. We have 4,500 plus on discord. We have about 350,000 social media impressions a month. We do free cash tournaments monthly and the, and then my cohort and myself, Adam Lormore and myself, we broadcast that on our Twitch channels. And the last tournament, which was a one-day tournament, we had about 17,000 show up to watch that. And what we do is we do fly-around coverage. So as somebody gets in a stressful situation towards the end of a game, circle closing, whatever it is, it's typically the war zone rebirth, that type of thing. We watch that. We put that up for our viewer. And then we have our boxes set here where we're talking about the situation that they're in. And I think that one of the things that people have found that they like most about that is the relationship between Adam and I, because it's very, very much at each other a lot. And, and people like that, I think so. But I, I had been building my community there and trying to recruit. We put several teams together and, and I found out because of the inner workings of it, that it was going to morph. It was going to change. 
And so I went looking for somewhere else that was like it and, and downloaded, uh, went right down the line, actually. Right. It got on the Play Store and tried that one, tried that one. And, and they were very much gamer girls hire me to talk to you or pro gamer hire me to get to level you up or it wasn't wasn't community. And then I found Game Tree and through process of, of everything that, that John has told you about, got into communication with the two of them and found out that we. We very much the gaming world the same even though he's younger than I and I, I I feel like I integrated well with a very younger crew and and I'm proud to say that it's it's going very well and I've been moved into community manager and kind of the help info guy and we'll be going to GDC and this year and I'll actually get a chance to meet John and Dana for the first time in person I'm very excited about it Awesome. So, so, so you you did really do a lot regarding games. As I said, first time beating Super Mario Bros. on the Super Nintendo, then being the second on Call of Duty Ghost. So, I mean, basically you you have shifted it all. I mean, there there are many people who who did stuff in you know in games, but only a very little portion can can say they they achieved something like being the first to have beaten a game or being the second in a game worldwide yeah the it, it, i and i call it dumb luck i guess <laughs> tenacity we'll call it tenacity it, it's you know at the time i remember taking a pick when i got to be number one with tiger woods golf in 2009 or 10 I remember you could pull the scoreboard up, and I remember I had I had fairly new phone that could take pictures, you know, <laughs> of dating myself here, right? And I remember thinking, wow, that's really cool. I'm number one, and I took some pictures, you know, and that was the end of that, you know, the celebration of it. And so at the time, it didn't seem grandiose at all. But now looking back, I can see that, you know, it did give me a little bit of a thumbprint. I got a, a text randomly the other day on GameTree that just said, hey, I'm just reaching out to let you know I looked at your bio and, and I think that what you've done is awesome and living legend, you know, and I was just, I really appreciated that because I don't really think of it that way. Again, I'm just, I'm really glad to be in an industry that I still love at 55 when most of the people in the industry are, you know, 20 years younger than me. Is that so? I mean, I mean, there there are many people still being around. I mean, take Walter Day for example. True, but I mean, those of us at our at my age level are a lot thinner, kind of like my hair, you know. <laughs> <laughs> It's a lot thinner than it used to be, you know. Back even just a decade ago, wow, a little more than that, 15 years ago, 10, 15 years ago, when I was in my heyday, I can tell you that even though I don't get to game as much, I have permanent calluses on my thumbs here that are deep calluses. And even though I don't work construction, you know, I, I'm an entrepreneur and so I, I work with my mind and I have these, these massive calluses on my thumbs right here. And I can tell you something else. I grip my controller, I'm Xbox, so all the way up. I grip my controller when I play. And so 
last year I had to start taking ice baths for my elbow, but you know, I'm still in there still gaming. So but those of us at my, my level, my age, I think they're a little thinner than they used to be for sure. It's, it's interesting that you see it this way, because I mean, depending on the statistics you are after, they say the average gamer is between 35 and 55, but perhaps it depends on who you ask and what statistics you are reading. I, I think I think that's very true. You know, with so many spin doctors out there, you'd have to. I feel like you almost have to look at what the article was about and see if they were trying to prove their point by using that age group. Because statistics, you know, what's the old meme that eighty-seven percent of statistics are made up on the spot, or some meme like that? So <laughs> I don't. I look at I look at my community. I'm the old guy. You know, <laughs> I have forty-four hundred in my community, and I'm the oldest guy in there. And so a lot of my guys are in their twenties, and they're trying to break into streaming and. You know, they're trying to just becoming aware of what their possibilities are and they're trying to figure it out. And so maybe it's because my friend group or my community group with Screwball Gaming and Game Tree seems to be younger than me. Maybe that's what it is. Perhaps, perhaps. Yeah. Tell us a bit about your group. I mean, we know a lot about Game Tree, but tell us a bit more about your group. About Screwball Gaming? Yes. Let me get comfortable. <laughs> This can take a minute. Screwball Gaming. Screwball Gaming was born out of boredom, truly. So COVID hit. And unlike so many people that I, I truly feel for that had very bad COVID stories, my personal story wasn't that. I have a pre-existing lung condition. Over here, medical marijuana is allowed. And so that also doesn't help my lung condition. And when COVID hit, it was very scary. We didn't know what it was or what it could do. The news was saying it'll kill you. And that if you had pre-existing conditions that you were on the top of the list and I freaked out. Like I think a lot of people worldwide did. And so we were in a very big home in Branson, Missouri at the time. And so I called my kids to me and told them I'm going into lockdown, I can work from home. And and since we don't know how crazy the world's going to be, because we're talking April, May, June of 2020, when the world's nuts, you know, you've got places. I think you guys shut down for a while, too, didn't you? Just we, we did. You you were not allowed to, to leave the house after 9 p.m. Yeah, totally. I've got the, the whole family there. And the rule was, If you leave, I'm sorry, but you can't come back because we don't know enough about it yet. So we're here until until we break here, you know, this is where we're going to be. And after a week or two of that and everybody's sitting around, I'm like, oh, man, I have got to give these guys something to do. I've got a house full of people. So in an attempt to to keep people busy, I sat down and said, you know what, let's do something. I was watching a gamer, an American gamer. Stone Mountain 64. He was the first person that Facebook went to when they said, we want to do gaming. How should we do it? Right. So cool guy. Really cutting edge and the very edge of innovation as far as gaming goes, you know, to have Facebook approach and say, we'd like to talk to you. I mean, so I'd been watching him and I thought what he was doing was very cool. He's great personality, interacts with his people, cool effects and things happening during his stream computer to all of this, you know, and I had never seen anything like that. And I thought, sorry about that. 
Oh, yeah, you disappeared for a second. My phone rang. And so I looked at it, and really I thought, that's that's what I want to do. In my in my non-gaming career, I was a public speaker. And now everybody that's watching is going to go back and count how many times I said, which has been dozens. I've gone myself. But I was a public speaker for during my career for 20 years. And you have to be able to direct a, a large group of people and you have to be able to control them. And sometimes they didn't want to be there and sometimes they weren't nice. And you had to be able to work that out and still be able to be nice at the end and have them like you. And again, it brought me another skill set. And I thought, I, I feel like I could do that. So I, I talked to the kids and sure enough, they were interested in it. And so we didn't really have a direction. We didn't know if we wanted to stream or we, we didn't really know. We just knew we wanted to be a part of it. And so we started kind of as a meme company. We, we, we launched on 420 of 2020. And if you go back on Instagram and look at our first picture, 420 of 2020. So we're coming up on three years. And the first six, eight months or so, we were kind of a meme company. You know, we wanted to, we, we enjoyed watching these YouTube clips of, of gaming where we were like, Oh, you know? <laughs> and so that we wanted you to make us say, wow. And if so, we were doing $500 a month as a, as a prize. And the, the one that made us say, wow, the most they won. And then it kind of morphed. I met my current business partner, Adam Lorimore from Lorimore boys. He lives in Northern Ireland and I found him watching flipping through streams and he reminded me very much of another friend of mine I've spoke about, JCJTX, John Johnson. And his personality was very much like mine. And I started talking to him through text and became part of the show quite by accident. So I got a hold of him and told him what my concept was and what I had in place and wanted to know if he wanted to partner. And he very quickly agreed to that. And we settled on tournaments, free cash tournaments, and we started building. He said, you should build a Discord, because I was trying. First thing I did, I'm old school. I went and built a website, screwballgaming.com. <clears throat> and so I, that's the first thing I did. He was like, yeah, that's that's not really what the guys are doing now. You know, <laughs> We need to build a Discord. And so... Uh, and so we went and we built the Discord, and you can find the Discord link. Anybody watching that's interested in finding out more about Screwball Gaming, it's on our website, screwballgaming.com. Follow the link for the Discord. And started throwing uh, free cash tournaments, and it really caught on. We were, like I said, we were streaming them, and the community built and built and built and built. And so last year, we had the inaugural uh, Screwball Gaming tournament, and I brought our moderators and uh, my Screwball Gaming Warzone team and my administrators from all over the world, the ones that are in, that run my Discord, I brought them, flew them in from all over the world. And we wow. had land, and I produced a land event here for a $5,000 jackpot. And Screwball Gaming on Instagram, if you go back through our Facebook, you can see the pictures of all of that. And then we filmed the entire thing, and we're processing the editing of that as we're going to try to release it as a series and see if we can't get it picked up somewhere. And we have, don't really have a name for it other than Screwball, but it kind of is going to be about how hard it is to break into this industry if you're brand new. And so we had everybody that came. They all videoed and vlogged their experience, their travel, whether they were driving or whether I flew them or whatever, the tournament. 
of the get-togethers here. I, I, I have a, a, a large home here, and so we brought most of them stayed here. I had never met these guys before ever in my life, but I felt like I knew them well enough to trust them in my home. We filled the upstairs and the downstairs and the office, and we had people everywhere, and it was an amazing time. And uh, so we're looking forward to that. The dates on that will be announced this very shortly, but we'll, the second annual will happen this year, and I'll be, you know, that's one of the advantages. This is how I pay my people back that, that run the Discord. They do so much, and they do it for free. They do it out of the love of our community. No matter what is needed, if you want to stream, you can find it. So if you need people that can help you with builds, if you need people that can help you get discount parts, if you need people that can help you with the, the overlays or sound effects or whatever it is, we have a community of people that do that and and they do it for free out of love for the community. And I can tell you, there's 4,400-ish in there. I'm very confident that I can tell you that I could tell you personal stories about half of them. I know a lot awesome. of them. I know awesome. a lot of them. It's, it's kind of, it's fun. I got recognized. And that's a unique experience. Truly, that is a unique experience. You, you mean in public, when you have been out there, people recognize you? Yes, a couple of times. One, because of the tattoo, which, and I'll show you pictures. Maybe you can let, put them up. But it, it starts down here, goes all the way up, and includes the screwball gaming at the top. And on the back side, it has the castle. The castle ah. has three banners on it, one that shows I was first for Mario, one that shows I was number one for Tiger Woods, and one that shows I was number two for Ghost. And Kyle, my tattoo artist, Cake Tats, is the one that's doing it for me, and we're doing it in stages. I'm six six-hour stage sessions in, and we, we're good to that here in the color, but everything else will also be colored by the time that we're done. It, uh, so we'll have the second one this year, and we're going to change it. So this last year, just and I really I couldn't have ordered this any better if I was writing a script for trying to show how hard it is to break into the industry. But we got I, I, I got a hold of a company that shall remain nameless. I don't give it any publicity at all. I got a hold of a company here in town that had a, a gaming business you know you go in you can hold tournaments they had i don't know 30 or 40 machines around and uh, so like in a like an arcade yeah except they were all computer most of them were all set on computer so a gaming center and i went in i talked to the guy i got to know the guy pretty good he said you know i was talking to him about running a tournament there and bringing people in and he said we're going to have one this weekend why don't you come by and take a look at it so I went by, spent the weekend there and did the grip and grin and met everybody and got involved with the tournament and all of that. And it went off without a hitch. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. This is going to be fantastic. So I got all my guys, pulled them in. We had them come from Northern Ireland, from Nova Scotia, from we pulled them from all over. The day of the tournament, we stop here at my front door. We do a little rah-rah. We load up. We get down there. His, his equipment failed us. We couldn't have a tournament. And so there's a whole lot of drama that was filmed where it's me and 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 Doc and 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 Lori Adam sitting in the back room saying, at this point we don't have a tournament. And having to wow. come up and kind of pivot and shift and figure out what we can do right then, which we saved the day, but it was great video. You couldn't have scripted it any better because they just who who would have known that his equipment wouldn't be able to hold my tournament after I just watched one there, you know? 
And so we're not, we decided instead of leaving it up to somebody's equipment that can fail this year to bring it all the way around, we're going to do a team building experience where I'm still going to bring in my admins and my mods and my teams, but, and I'm still going to bring Adam over from Northern Ireland, but this year, instead of a tournament, we're going to do a scavenger hunt and we're going to pick teams and there'll be team army, army 1417. And there'll be Team Adam, and then it'll be a video scavenger hunt. So they've got to go out. Things will be priced different different ways. They've got a video in to show that they've got the points, which we'll be broadcasting the entire time. And I think that's a, a fun game oriented, but still get out and not necessarily have a controller in your hand and still do some team building. And so that's what it's going to be this year. And I'm I'm very excited for for the rest of the year for Screwball. I think it's gonna, we've got a lot of tournaments scheduled. We've got the extravaganza, the team building experience, the second annual scheduled, and we're actually building several teams. We're gonna be entering for tournaments shortly. So we have a Warzone team that we're building. We have a search and destroy team for COD that we're building, Rocket League, Apex. So I think we have, we're building eight teams in seven games currently. So awesome. if you guys are interested, anybody watching, if you, if you ever thought, hey, maybe I could be a pro, Look us up. I sponsor all those guys in different various ways. And so here's what we here's why I built Screwball this way. Like any company, and this is why I'm so also proud to be a part of Game Tree. Like any company out there in any industry, once you become it, it's hard to become another it. Not another ninja, right? There's not another Stone Mountain. There's not another Tim the Tap Man. There's not another Walmart. There's not another shell station there's you, you with me yeah i mean yes, yes i know what you mean you mean if you become it you will be one of a kind there's no second kind like like and yours. so as a streamer when somebody has become the one of a kind and they're aspiring to be that there can't be that again it has to be your own unique thing and it's why i'm so proud of game tree breaking into a space that nobody had And that's what I wanted Game Tree to be. I mean, that's what I wanted Screwball to be is I wanted to be in a space that nobody was in. So I wanted to be for the small streamer trying to break in. I wanted to be there for, for, for that. And I'm very proud that we have built a community that is very much about propping each other up. You know, I, I had I used to do this thing called the ADR. And it stands for Army's Daily Rant. And when I was streaming daily, I would get on and I'd do a 30-minute Army's Daily Rant about whatever happened to catch my attention. And I remember I said to my audience, several hundred at the time, I said, you know, all you guys that are trying to be streamers, we could solve the problem of you being popular or not as a streamer inside Screwball. If If you posted when you were going to go live and our community that you're part of and that you're helping build says, hey, Joe Blow is live, let's stop by. And if we all did that for each other, imagine how many people, you know, I don't want to be a boss. I want to make bosses. You know? It's, it's an interesting concept. Yes. Yes, I see. So, <laughs> and, and it's been working very well if you look at the way that we've grown people are like you know they've, they've got the symbol up here the little screwball up here or they talk about it and people are like what is screwball they're like we're a gaming community we're everything gaming the word of mouth even though it's slow the word of mouth is really and now and now i've got game tree so i've got access to you know 
a half a million gamers worldwide. It, it, it was a you can see why it was an easy transition because now I'll just switch gears. You know, with Game Tree, they've got game sessions, and you can schedule that game session in advance. This is brilliant, and you talk about a recruiting tool. Because now everybody that's on the app that is playing that particular game, when they log on, the first thing they see is game session. There you are. You get access to a half a million people, any number of which play that game, and all they got to do is join the session. And then now I have a list. You know, the last time the the last time I had 12 people that got in it. The time before that, I had like 10 people. The time before that, it was like 20. The time before that, it was like eight. But guess what? Every one of those people are now in Screwball. Awesome. And so Game Tree, it's just, it's just a massive community building tool. You know, and it pairs you. Here's another thing I like about it. It pairs you with people that you, that, that are going to gel with your personality depending on the game. So watch this. So let's put let's put Call of Duty right here, and let's put Rocket League over here. Wildly different games, right? Okay, definitely, yeah. Wildly different. So when you are on Game Tree and you look up Call of Duty, and it recommends, it'll recommend, it'll tell you if it if it recommends that you play the game according to your personality type. If it has a twelve percent, odds are you're not gonna like it. Don't play it; it'll frustrate you. If you're at the 70s or 80s or 90s, this is something you're obviously going to dig, right? So then you're like, okay, I've got the game recommendation. Recommend friends that'll play it with me. And now it'll go through this list, and it'll give you the probability for your type that it will match. So I'm an explorer. I don't need another explorer on my team. We're not going to play well together. Game Tree knows that. The AI knows that. So they help you fill the team with the other team members you need. It's, now, if you go, but those teammates may not be the same teammates that you use over here in Rocket League because they play way different. And if you think about how how much time and money that saves you, you don't have to buy a game anymore that you're not going to like, and you're not going to waste time playing with a toxic player you're not going to get along with. Yeah, the toxic player is the thing that that came up quite often in, in the interview with Game Tree. So... I've been toxic, you know, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure we've all been toxic in games at some point, you know, it's not my forte, but boy, I've been there, you know, I've been that guy, you know? but, but not typically. And so uh, having to listen to that guy, I know is not fun because I, I, I've not been able to be the toxic guy. When I was number two in the world in Call of Duty Ghost, My crew that I was running with, Godfather, Jason the, from Black Cat Killer, when I was running with those guys, we'd run you out of the room, you know? And, and we meant to. I, I've killed that a little bit, I think. As my skill level came down, as they add more and more buttons, and my skill level came down, my toxicity also came down. But I, I've had to listen to that guy, and it's not fun, you know? So one of the things that Game Tree is going to be introducing, and hopefully I don't get too much in trouble You heard it here first. I'll kind of skirt around it because I don't know how much of it I'm really supposed to be able to tell. But we're bringing and we're bringing a feature that will allow you, if you get stuck in a toxic game, to transfer in game, transfer to another team mm. that will put you with people that are like minded, mm. and like and, and goal oriented in the same way that you're like minded. 
And so that's that's something that I'm that, that's in the works that I know they're working on. I'm very I'm very excited about curated curated hangouts is also a big thing that there that, that will be released soon, and that will also help. I think help you find your team or your tribe quicker because you can cut out a lot of the noise and filter it out and go pink that's where i want to go and then the people that are there are all the people playing the game you're playing and so i think you know when i first talked to john i told him i get what you're doing because that's what i'm building a microcosm of it with game with, you know it with screwball gaming it's a microcosm of what you're doing and even though he's been doing it longer than me i had the same idea set that he had which is why I think that that I've worked so well with them and and trying to help what I can. And so, as community manager, I, I get to see a lot more that you don't necessarily see, and I can understand how they these little features are building, how well that work together. Super excited about. So, about so Screwball and Game Tree has a lot of par parallels. Very much, very much so. Game Tree has a much broader reach than Screwball Gaming, and so even though even though I had started it before I ever knew about Game Tree, at this point, Screwball Gaming is really holding on to the tailcoat of Game Tree because it's it's really the thing I think will help put my gaming community of Screwball Gaming on the map. I think. I mean, I mean, we invited you because when I learned what. Other stuff you did next to being a community manager at Game Tree, I was like, oh my god, this this guy has done so much, you know, screwball, as I said, and then and then being the first to beat Super Mario Bros. on the Super Nintendo, all those achievements over the centuries, you know. So wow, wait, yeah. feel old, right? <laughs> oh, I mean, I mean, personally, personally, I, that's not how I see it. But perhaps that is because I came into into video games because of my grandfather. So I played with him when he was still in his 70s. So for for me, for me, there were there's never been a point where I thought somebody is too old for gaming. Well, I know I know that when because of my love for it, right? I I still sit down and play. I I I'm not as good at Warzone as I would like to be. And are you allowed to cuss on your show? Pardon? Do you curse on your show? No. Okay. That's why no, I asked. No, I normally, like, normally we don't. <laughs> but but yes, but yes, we, we once had Mr. Awesome on the show and <laughs> and he cursed a lot. Yeah. Yes, indeed. So but I, I don't if, if you know if you know who I mean. Yes, yes indeed I do. And he does curse like me. I've been very good. I, I use the <laughs> I use the F-bomb as a punctuation in sentences most of the time. But while I'm not as good at Warzone and I find myself, because there's so much more to watch that I'm not, I'm not military trained, so I don't understand how to watch zones. And But boy, put me on a free-for-all and I'm going to get you because I'm a strategy player. And so I'm going to lock down areas. And they call that camping. I call it Protecting a target-rich environment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I but I will lock whole areas down, and if you get me, I'll move to another area of the map that I've already predetermined, and I will lock it down, and I will I will, I will place most of the time. So I still have my skill set, but as the game gets bigger and my skill set stays in what my lane is, some of these other games, like Apex, oh, my God, love it. 
I can't. There's too much going on. I'm not very good at it. You know, it reminds me of Halo on steroids. And I was good at Halo, but, but it, something doesn't translate. And so, but I plan on being that guy in my 70s that's holding the Warzone, you know, Warzone 90 tournament. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean of course, you also have to see my grandfather, he, he loved games like Lemmings and stuff. You know, so that was a different time. <laughs> that was a different time, and I and I also find I also find Apex not one of my games. I'm also very terrible at it. You know, if you think um, about history of gaming, right? So, and I'm going to use a computer screen as, as to do that. So let's do it like this. Let's black that out. Okay. So it used to be, this was you gaming. You went left and right on the screen. You know, and now all of a sudden you can go this way. Yeah, and this 3D. Way, yeah. Anywhere you want. And when you, it, that, it, if you look at the evolution of it, it, just look at the evolution of Mario. You look at the evolution of how it's worked and the depth that it's it's creating. I, You know, I remember telling my buddy John when we were playing the Dream Dreamcast, Dreamscape, Dreamcast. And we were playing NBA 2K. <laughs> you oh, know? Yeah. And we we're just like, our mind is blown by the graphics. You know, you've got sections of, of the stands will stand up and, you know, and the people on the sidelines are doing stuff and the guy is talking like it's live. And I remember saying to John, we, this is the best it's ever going to be. <laughs> yeah. And then it improved still from there. Yeah. So I'm I I I have if you're in my circle you've heard me say this you know uh, they they say that you can become immortal from your works your works will live on forever I don't want to become immortal from my works I want to become immortal from not dying I want to see 100 years from now what gaming is you know I, with that. Know, I want to know if you if you look at this AI capability right now, like I just had some AI shots of me done, right? You got to upload 15 selfies and then it puts you in all these different situations. If they can do that now in 10 years, then AI should be able to create a realm around you. Mm. You know, even though we can do that kind of now, you know, with the Oculus, but in just 10 years, if you look at any, rate of speed of increase at all if you give it any at all you know even if you bring it like instead of way up here but you do that over 10 years think about where we'll be when here we are now and then what will that be in 90 years after that i'm mad i want to know i'm not going to be around <laughs> but i want to know what it's going to be you know you know you know the thing is often in history things didn't turn out the way they 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 would be as we thought back then, think about flying cars. Oh they are you know, still they are Say, still not there, you know. No, but but I was just going to use that as an example because in our brain now I'm going to talk beyond the age of my people. I'm going to some of the millennials are going to shut down right now. But it, in my age, when we're in the 80s, thinking about flying cars, you're thinking there's no way you're going to get that six ton piece of metal out there in the air. Where if you look now, they're making them from propellers and batteries and not gas and engines. And we just, we didn't have the ability to see that. You know, you can't see over that hill of technology. And that's, 
I want to know what's on the other end of that hill 100 years from now because I think it's going to be absolutely amazing. I think it's going to be amazing. Probably, but perhaps it's going in the total different direction than we think right now. Another example would be 3D, you know? I mean, mm. virtual reality. I mean, look at it. Virtual reality was a thing in the in the 90s for a short period of time, and mm. then it became a thing five years ago, and now nobody is almost talking about it anymore. So mm. there are always some trends, or 3D TVs, also a dead trend, you know? They came so, Curved TVs came and went. So, yeah. I'm, so I'm, you I'm, never know. We, what we, again, very much like trying to see a, a flying car in the 80s, I believe we have no clue what it would really look like. And we're making judgments based on the information we have now, which has proved historically not to be accurate. It's, it, it's, it's, it's exactly that. Exactly. Yeah. yeah I mean, right. the question is also would we want to have flying cars? Is it something yeah. good? Would we need them, you know? I, I, I listen, if they make me an Iron Man suit, I'm, 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 I'm I don't care <laughs> hundred. I'm in it, I'm in it, I'm flying, let's go, let's do it right now, you know what I mean? I, I, I don't know that that part of me will ever leave, you know, I've jumped off the stratosphere here in Las Vegas, you should Google that and see how I, I jumped off that, that's, it was an amazing thing, I have no fear of, I, I take that back, I will share a personal experience that kind of changed my perspective, so when I was in Northern Ireland this last year, there's a lot of castles around there, and, uh, and, and my cohort, Adam Lormore, he was nice enough, his family, to take us in and show us around, and so they were taking us out to show us this castle, but it was blocked by a castle wall way off, and the castle wall just basically went off to nothingness. And so not being able to get to the castle, but always being the guy that's about the shot, right? I need that shot. I climbed up on the wall that bordered it. The, the, the wall is about six foot and it's built like this. So it's very hard to walk on. And I walked about 300 yards to get closer. And as I'm getting closer, I can see on this side, the cliff emerging. And it's like 6,000 feet or something like that, you know? And me, no fear of anything, walking right along, videoing. I got within 10 feet of the end of that wall where it was just literally nothing, and my body shut down. <laughs> said, You're not walking any further. <laughs> Adam came up behind me, and I hear him, you know, oh, what happened? You get a little scared? You get a And he got right there, and he was like, oh. And I was like, mm, same thing. So maybe that is going to wax and wane a little bit in my in my older age. But if they build a suit like that and I'm in my 90s, dude, I'm in it. I'm I'm going for sure. I'm all about it. Doing this, doing the, the William Shatner experience. For sure. For sure. I watched that. Did you watch that? No, I didn't watch it, but but I I saw the reports about it actually. He was very moved, and and I feel like any time that you have the ability to experience something that was literally an impossibility in your youth, man, I think you should put fear aside and definitely get on board. This is the reason I'm still in gaming. Put fear aside. If I can pass one piece of advice on to anybody that's watching this, if if you've ever thought about gaming, if you've ever wondered if you could do it, if you know, if you if you watch people and you're like, ah, oh, you know, you're drawn to that, I can tell you, you'll never know unless you do it. And the thing that keeps people from doing it 
is not fear, is not lack of planning, is not any of those things. The thing that keeps people from doing it is you got to start. You got to start. That's true. That's true. You got to just start. You don't have to have a direction. Look at look, now. Here's the thing. Think about this. Let's say as a as a gamer, as a streamer, let's say that right now you have between zero and a hundred followers. Right, that's a lot of people out there. Let's say you have between zero and two hundred followers. Okay, if you're between zero and two hundred, and you think twenty thousand people, twenty thousand followers is a lot, you're not going to get twenty thousand followers until you start. And so it might as well be a million, might as well be five million, unless you start. We didn't have a direction of screwball, but here I am now entering our third year, about to be. We're still in our second year. When we get to April of this year, it will begin our third year. So still in our second year, we had 17,000 people show up and watch our last tournament. It didn't happen overnight. And it's a very slow process. But if I could tell anybody anything that will help them more than anything else in this planet is start. That's true. You know, listen, if, you, if you're going to work and you're working for the man, eight, 10 hours, and you're coming home, and, and, and you know, and, and you don't understand why you're stuck, you're not, you're, you're not stuck, you're unmotivated. <laughs> you know, you got to want it. And if you really want it, then even a little bit of work a day will eventually yield re rewards, you know, for, for screwball gaming in our first six or eight months. I remember when we broke a hundred and scored, I was like, Oh my God, we have a hundred people in discord. We're at 4,400, doesn't seem so much now. And if you think back what I was saying about the game tree sessions, so let's say you had a session and you gained 12 people. Does that sound like a lot? Mm. But if you did 12 a week, 52 times, that's, that's the thing. I, so I just encourage you just start. So if if the gaming doesn't work anymore, you can be a motivation trainer. Well, that was part of my 20-year career. So, yeah, it just kind of bleeds over automatically. <laughs> really? Really? Yeah. Yes, I, I, that's what I did as a public speaker for many years is I, I, was, I was motivating people in a very specific goal-oriented sales way. But, yes, basically. But the reality is I've, I've lived it. I've walked it. And I know what will work and won't work. And if I can, let me do it. Let me just go, even though he'll never see it, probably, you know, being the star that he is, let me just go ahead and give a shout out to Stone Mountain 64 right here. He produced a class, a master's class on how to be, how to become, and how to run the business of being a streamer. And I took that class. And I actually got some one on one time. The interview is on Screwball Gaming's YouTube. But I got some one-on-one -on -one time because I was kind of stuck. I, I had done it the old way, which was create a website. You can watch everything we stream from the website. You don't have to download any new apps. No, you don't have to, you know what I mean? And I couldn't get them to go over and support my Twitch because they didn't have to download anything if they watched it on. And so I took the class to get the one-on-one -on -one time to ask him specifically that question. But I give a shout out to him at this point because when I did get stuck, he was the one that is a warehouse of information and makes a through pipeline gives a, I mean, I'm not trying to do an ad for him, but 
there's a warehouse of information that you get access to. I took that class, graduated from that class, and now we give that class in our community for free. And so his wealth of information that, you know, kind of passed the torch, if you will, we now give to everybody in Screwball in the Discord. If you're stuck, we give it to you for free. You don't have to pay the, you know, I don't remember what I paid, 200 bucks, maybe 170, something like that for the class. But now we offer it for free. And so if you if 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 somebody is interested and they want to know how to do that, well, we're building a community that gives it to them for free. You know, it's kind of like it's kind of like the Android iPhone situation. You know, iPhones like we protect our information and Android's like open source code. If you think you can make it better, come on in, you know, and that's kind of screwball. We're open source, you know, come on in. Game trees the same way. If you, if you think you can make it better, if you're trying to source, come on in. That's what we're there for, you know. And I'm, like I said, I'm just I'm truly blessed to be where I'm at right now, and 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 still be relevant. And I, I and I am very thankful. In fact, so much so, I have several other businesses that are not associated with this at all. I'm in the legal industry. I have eBay stores. We do flips. We, you know, th lots of thumbs and lots of pies. Solar pools, all that stuff. I. I, I'm very much trying to transition out of that and into this full time, and uh, and now I'm a, a part owner in Game Tree, and so I'm hoping that when we are able to actually make it a public company, that that will allow me to step away from all, everything not gaming, and and do what it is I love. And then you will do gaming full time, basically. And that's it. And that's that's what I want to do because. You know, if you're watching and, and, and again, and you've ever thought, I wonder, you can, you really can. You don't have to be number one at anything. You don't have to be, people like people like themselves and people that like you will gravitate towards you. If they've gravitated towards you in your streams, then if you reach out to them and actually communicate with them, if you're interested in them, you'll build community and And community will help you make the transition. And that's what's helping me make the transition. In just three years time, think about that. I I had no I had no thumb hold other than a little bit of history in the gaming industry. And now coming up on my third anniversary, so two years and some months, look at the thumbprint I have in the industry now as being part of Game Tree. Truly If you love gaming and your parents are telling you, yeah, 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 don't listen, man, because <laughs> here I am. I'm about to switch careers in my 50s. You know, it's a multi-billion dollar a year industry for a reason, and there's plenty of places for people that are trying to get into it. Yeah, but but there are also many, many places where you can fail. I mean, especially in the in, especially in the gaming industry, it's a lot of higher and fire. If you, if you, for example, if you look in the PR side of publishers and game studios, people constantly switch jobs between yeah. different studios. So it really depends on the side of the gaming industry you are working in. Which is why I never put my happiness, I never assign that to somebody else. That's too big of a task to let some random group of people do it. It's why I'm a believer that the only way to truly have true freedom, not financial freedom, but true freedom, is to work for yourself. And so if you're the one that is arranging and building and managing and massaging and, 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 and updating the culture of your community, 
then then you have a chance to really be in, in a like-minded community that can then take you places because numbers, I mean, numbers don't lie. You know, men lie, women lie, numbers don't lie. That's the old saying. So there, there are a lot of pitfalls out there. And I think that where, where the pitfalls are is as far as trying to break into gaming is trying to do too much too soon. Big one, right? You're not going to be where they are until you, until you, you know, earn your stripes, as they say, until you walk that mile. That's a big thing. And then the other thing is trying to recreate what somebody else has done. You know, you, I was trying to fashion screwball after Stone Mountain's community because it was all I knew. Oh, you, you went again. I first started was that community. And so when I was building mine, you know, we have a CEO. We have a, and then I get to looking at, you know, Dr. Disrespect's community. I get to look at Tim the Tatman's community. Sorry about that. I've no communities and I'm just like there there are other ways to do it. I don't have to recreate. And that's why I think really that Screwballs tried to give this information is so that you don't have to don't you don't have to be somebody else's community. You know, because if if you if you assign your happiness to yourself and it's you working on your project, it's it, I think that any progress is progress you're not Sorry, it's one of my employees trying to get a hold of me, but any progress is progress. And so if you can be happy with progress, then keep your eye on the progress and, and not on the trying to be a superstar. Be interested in your people and then those people will come back again. And then that again builds community, that builds success, that you know what I mean? And so if you're if you if you're trusting somebody else to do it for you, there's a lot of hot Disappointed, you're going to fail more than if you do it on your own. But if you do it on your own and fail, now you know never to do that again. But nobody is the type. Not not everybody is the type of person doing it on on your own. I mean, for example, myself, I couldn't believe how it is being responsible for my own income. I'm really prefer to work for somebody and uh. have not a bit not not to put up with that being worried about if, if I will have income tomorrow or something. So it really depends on the type of people. In personality type, for, and I'm sorry, he's obviously needing to get a hold of me, but I, I'm not going to break this for that. So, but if you, if you look at the way that the personality types are broke down, going back to Game Tree and talking about John, John actually created a, a, a new personality test. It's being used at different universities. Cambridge, I think, is using it. You can there's a links to it if you if you know to be able to 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 use the information that breaks down personality types to the nth degree. You know, back in back in my day when I was learning personality types, there were four. <laughs> you know, A, B, C, and D. If you're an A driver or, you know what I mean? And so uh, if, if you look at the A, D, A, B, C, D personality types, A and D uh, right across from each other can never be each other. A being I want to do it on my own. D is, is I want the security of knowing somewhere between there, A, B, C, and D in the middle of that point is is the sweet spot where all of them come together, you know? And so... You know, even if you aren't in life, you don't feel comfortable and worrying about where the next check's going to come from. 
if you look at gaming, gaming is so much its own entity, its own monster, its own beast of a person, its own personality. They really, even though you don't feel like that's you in this category, I've seen a lot of my gamers who aren't in that category realize they can take control of their own life on the gaming front and do it themselves while I still have the security of being able to depend on other things for other people for other parts of their life. And so for me, having lived on both sides, I will always foremost upfront first piece of advice. If you can do it on your own, do it on your own. And even though here I am with Screwball with a partner, right? So it shows you, you know, but again, very much like-minded and all that. And I built it before I took him on. It was only after I had built it and knew that he would do it my way that I took it on. And so you don't always have to be a lone soldier, even though my gamer tag says a lot about me, Army One. You know, I've always been of that mind, a team. You know, what does Stone say? Teamwork makes the dream work. So I can see teams are are, are very valuable. And, and But I would always encourage somebody, start and get the education for yourself first. That's that's what I would start and had to, you know, if you fail, you learned. If you never fail, you're never gonna learn. True, true. Awesome. So where can people find about screwball? Okay. So let me just kind of run through it. So if you if you're looking for me on social medias, it's Robert Tuck, T-U-C-K, like Friar Tuck or Tucker without the E-R. My parents were poor and they couldn't afford the other two letters. So Robert Tuck, if you're looking on social media. Army 1417, all one word. I don't know my tattoo. Put it on Mar Mario's shoe right here. Very game, very Toy Story is there. But Army 1417, it's A R M Y O F O N E 417. Group all gaming on any social media. So Facebook, Instagram, whatever. And then Game Tree on any social media as well. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> so you said we would be done in a couple of minutes and we actually surpassed one hour so really yeah well, that's yeah. pretty amazing well it was a very fun fast hour you see yeah i mean as i told you when when I learned about what you do, I found it super amazing, and so I thought we have to do this interview, and I'm so glad we did. You know, me too. I've I've had a great time. I, I hope that I hope that we positively affect some lives. Would you like to see my office before we go? Sure, sure. All right, let me show you. Let me see if I can show you around. Let me just see if I can turn this around again. If I can figure that out. If I go like this, no. Okay, so I'll just flip it around, and we'll start over here and go this way. So of course my streaming setup is over here. Ah, with the this, ring this lamp. Is very, this is a very famous saying of mine. Success is never owned, it's rented and rent is due every day. If you're in my circle, you will have heard that. My collectibles of course are in here. Awesome. And then some, some awards and what have you back on that side. I've got my daughter on one side, Mario in the middle, and my wife on the other. So I feel like that's pretty balanced, right? <laughs> <laughs> and then my desk, you know, we've got Mario set up in different places. 
And then over here is the very first spotlight, community spotlight that we did that had Adam on it. And there, Adam and I, when we were in Northern Ireland, my collectibles go up and around and then my showcase. Amazing. Which is, you know, like I said, I have a big relationship. This is me as Mario, actually. <laughs> Interesting. And so I have a have a, a, a love for the game. I have a love for the guy. I'm very upset that they put Chris Pratt in. I like Chris Pratt, nothing against Chris, but I really, that's not Mario's voice. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm old school, but it's, it's, it's a lot in here. It's a lot. I, I've had to downsize a couple times because I look up and there's no shelf room anywhere for anything. So, but if I can, one more thing, let me get a plug in for the company. <laughs> Look us awesome. Up. Look us up. If you have questions and, and you're interested in building, you will actually talk to me. I don't, I don't pawn that off on people. So if you have questions, problems, cares, concerns, if you want to talk to somebody about gaming, if you just got questions about the past or whatever, get on our Discord, tag me. I'll answer you personally. I will certainly join after this interview. <laughs> that's, that's, that's fantastic. Okay. Talk to you then. Bye-bye. See you now. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>